This is Texas Veterans Mean Business, a production of the Entrepreneur Program of Texas Veterans Commission. Here is your host, Christina Mortel. My guest today is Megan Sim of Texas Facilities Commission. Megan is the Marketing, Eligibility, and Compliance Manager responsible for the state and federal surplus program. Megan has been with the Texas Facilities Commission for nine years and is here today to tell us more about how we can use and access the statewide surplus programs. Welcome, Megan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, Megan, the surplus program seems to me to be a well-kept secret, and that's why I'm really excited to have you here today to learn more about the program. Can you tell us a little bit about the surplus programs that TFC manages, both the state and the federal? Sure. First off, I do want to make it clear that we do have two programs, a state surplus program and a federal surplus program, which are very different. Some of the key differences between the programs are who can access the programs, With the state program, that sells surplus equipment from state agencies to the general public. So everyone is welcome to bid or view state surplus equipment. However, our federal surplus program is a much different opportunity. It is not open to the general public. It is only open to certain eligible organizations. Most of the organizations that we work with are public agencies, such as local government, state agencies, and so forth nonprofit assistance organizations, and also a select group of small businesses. There's some pretty significant differences in the program. First of all, who can access them and also in the types of equipment that are available. With the state surplus program, which is open to the public, the property comes from state agencies and therefore varies widely. It could be anything from vehicles to construction equipment, office furniture, and so forth. With the federal surplus program, which again is only open to certain organizations. The property comes from the U.S. federal government, namely the military, and therefore there is a much wider variety of items, everything from military trucks, meals and water, to personal gear, medical equipment, and so on and so on. There's really almost an infinite possibility of property that's available through the federal program. Let's talk a little bit more about the state then. The state surplus office is headquartered in Austin, and is there also a facility there? That is correct. Our main office for the state program is in Austin. We have a public store that is located on the east side of town at Highway 183 and Balm Road. It is open to the public Monday through Friday. It operates very much like any other retail store. The public is welcome to come in and shop. We have a variety of items. Sometimes I kind of like to describe it as a thrift store meets a pawn shop meets a car dealership. Um, We have used (laughs) vehicles. There's really no way to describe it in a nutshell. We sell used vehicles from the state, including, you know, the used trooper vehicles that from the DPS. We also get quite a bit of used office furniture and office equipment from state agencies. And then the third aspect of what we sell is often what grabs people's attention. That is property that we acquire from the TSA, from the security people at the Texas airport. So when people are going through airport security and they have to leave behind stuff that they shouldn't be taking on planes, such as knives and other sharp objects, or they leave behind stuff, you know, lost and found type items, the TSA actually turns those items over to the state and we sell it back to the public. So we have For anyone who's interested in knives, we have thousands upon thousands of them, including very high-end knives as well. We get hand tools, power tools, jewelry, watches, sunglasses, and even the luggage itself. 
So there really is quite a hodgepodge of items here at the store. So for anyone who loves bargain hunting, garage sales, thrift stores, it's a great opportunity to have some fun. Megan, then, because it's a thrift store, pawn shop, car dealership, is everything heavily discounted or is it sold at market value or what does that look like? It's about market value with, I would say, a little bit discounted off market value, precisely what you would expect to see at a thrift store or a garage sale type situation. Because the items are used, of course, they're going to be discounted significantly off what they would have been brand new. Now, occasionally, we actually will get stuff that is brand new in the package, has never been opened, and even then, we will still discount it significantly off of you know what its original retail price would be. So again, it's a really great place for bargain hunters. And Megan, you mentioned that the location is in Austin. I'm assuming it's like eight to five or something are the hours? Monday through Friday, eight to 4.30. I wanted to also ask you about the online presence. Can someone go to the state surplus online and look and see what the inventory is before coming to the warehouse? Great question. At this time, the only inventory that we have posted online for the store is going to be our list of vehicles for sale. We don't have a detailed inventory that's going to list every filing cabinet and every pocket knife that we have, but you are welcome to call the storefront or email us and we can give you a general idea of what's available. We are working to get that inventory online, but it's been quite a process. We have thousands upon thousands of items in stock. So if you're looking for something like you know, a desk, a chair, a filing cabinet, you can rest assured that we're going to have plenty in stock before you visit. Megan, the sales revenue, that goes back into the state coffers or where does that revenue go to? to, Does it help other organizations or can you talk about that? For the large part, yes, it does go back to the state's general revenue fund. We Mm -hmm. do keep a commission. That's what funds our program, both the federal and the state program receive absolutely zero funds from the state government or the federal government. We exist entirely off of the revenue that we generate. You know, once we've covered our costs, which are, I must say, pretty low, we return, I would say, the largest chunk of the revenue from the state program back to the owning agency. So, for example, if we sell some equipment on behalf of TechSot, we take our commission, which is set by law, and then return the rest of it back to TechSot. Now, depending on that agency's rules and regulations, most agencies are able to keep and spend a small portion of that money on like items, and then they have to return the majority of that revenue back to the state's general revenue fund. So each year in total, this program generates several million dollars of revenue for the state. So it is certainly something that not only benefits the shopper by giving you the opportunity to get some really good bargains, but it's also a program that benefits the overall state by creating revenue for the state's general revenue fund. Well, that's definitely a win-win for everyone. It sounds like this is a huge job with there's so many line items. So are you responsible to conduct the inventory of all these things and manage this as well? Yes. Depending on where the items came from, there's a different inventory tracking system. For example, the the TSA property, it comes to us in literally giant bins with just thousands upon thousands of items dumped into them. So the inventory tracking process for that is much different than if it was a state asset that came from a state agency. Assets that come from state agencies are obviously tracked on a much more formal basis 
because we have to maintain the state books, essentially, and work with the owning agency to ensure that their financial records are also up to date. So, Megan, what's the Texas Facilities Commission website for surplus? It is TFC, as in Texas Facilities Commission, dot Texas dot gov slash surplus. So, again, it's TFC dot Texas dot gov slash surplus. So another option that we have for the public to buy state surplus equipment in addition to our store is our online auctions. And the online auctions have the benefit of the property being located all throughout the state. So if you're listening to this and you're in El Paso or Amarillo or Laredo, and you're thinking to yourself, I just can't make the drive to Austin to shop for state surplus. Don't worry, there are still opportunities for you to bid and purchase state surplus property online. Go to our website. There's a link to our online auctions, and those are being conducted on a consistent basis and have property scattered all throughout the state from several different agencies. That's good to know. So wherever they are, they can go look up online. The property can be located anywhere. Is that right? Yes. So we conduct auctions on behalf of all state agencies. For example, Parks and Wildlife. They have locations all throughout the state, or DPS has locations all throughout the state. For many reasons, usually just logistics, it doesn't make sense for us to try to bring all that property into Austin to try to sell it. Mm -hmm. So instead, we will keep that property where it's located, whether it be you know Houston, Dallas, Amarillo, Lubbock, and we will actually auction it from that location. So when you go onto our website and look at our online auctions, you can search for items that are closer to your area that you can bid on. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. I think that obviously makes a lot more sense. Megan, let's move on to the federal surplus program. You also manage the federal surplus that's located here in the state of Texas. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Can you tell us a little bit about that federal program, who can actually access that and where it's located, and then we can discuss that further? Sure. The name federal surplus can often be a little confusing or misleading because we are a state agency who then operates the federal surplus program. Um, The reason it's called that is because the property comes from the federal government and we work in conjunction with the federal government to operate the program here in Texas. So for most other states, there is an agency very much like my agency that will operate the federal surplus program in their particular state. On the federal level, the agencies that we most commonly work with are the General Services Administration, the Department of Defense, as well as the U.S. Small Business Administration. So we do have several federal partners involved in administering this program. In a nutshell, what this program does, it transfers or donates surplus equipment that the federal government no longer needs to organizations such as cities and counties and volunteer fire departments, schools, and some select small businesses. My agency's role in this process is to facilitate that transfer. So essentially, we're acting kind of like a clearinghouse, a middleman to administer the program make sure the property is getting to the right people, and then we oversee the property once it has been donated. Because it is a form of federal assistance, there are a few strings attached, but in my opinion, are very minimal. And the organizations that have participated in the program really see great benefit from the property that they receive. 
Megan, then, so let's talk about which small businesses are currently allowed to access the federal surplus. So right now, there is only a very small group of small businesses that are eligible for the federal surplus program. And those businesses have to be currently enrolled in the SBA's 8A business development program, which is a program for minority-owned businesses. There's only, I believe, usually about five or 600 of those in Texas at any given time. So right now, it's a pretty small group. Coming very soon, hopefully by the end of this year, we'll be hoping to open the program up to more small businesses that at the current time, I'll say historically, our focus had been primarily on other government agencies, tax-supported entities, nonprofits, and so forth. So Megan, I think this would be a good time to discuss the Veteran Small Business Enhancement Act, which was bipartisan legislation offered up by Senators Duckworth, Kennedy, and Durbin to help veteran-owned small businesses, which would be awesome. And I think that, if I'm not mistaken, it's been passed in the House and the Senate. So in fact, it is a law. Is that correct? Yes, it is law. It has been signed by the president. It is law. We are currently awaiting on the federal government agencies that are involved, primarily the SBA, to issue the final regulations or rules regarding the implementation of the law. So once the rules come out, either between the GSA, the SBA, and everybody agrees on what the, quote, rules are, I guess the rules of engagement, is that right? As they tend to be, laws are pretty overarching. They don't get down into the nitty-gritty details as far as how a law is going to be implemented. So these rules and regulations, these are the everyday mechanics of how the laws are going to be implemented that are very important, you know, especially for agencies like myself who are going to be administering this program. The rules that we're waiting on, for example, are going to let us know exactly what certifications these small businesses need to provide to us in order to prove they're eligible. They Mm -hmm. also involve what type of restrictions will be placed on the property. For example, the businesses will need to acquire the property only for business use. You couldn't acquire the property for personal use. And while the final rules have not been published, I do feel comfortable in saying that I do believe the rules are going to be very much in the same vein as our current rules for other organizations, uh, namely that the property has to be put into use within one year, and then you have to continue to use that item for 12 to 18 months, depending on its value, before it could be sold or disposed of. So like I had mentioned before, those are those strings that are attached. Because you are having the benefit of receiving transfers or donations of surplus property from the federal government, they are going to put some restrictions on how that property is used to ensure that the goals of the program are being met and that it's helping you to grow your business and the program isn't being exploited or used for personal gain. So to clarify then, veteran-owned small businesses will be able to access the federal surplus program once these rules are enacted and that the procedures come down and we'll understand better what the qualifications are or requirements, as you mentioned, to acquire the property and to use it. And again, Megan, on the federal surplus, so if I'm a veteran-owned business and I need, I don't know, chairs or filing cabinets or whatever from the federal government, is there 
obviously a discount or am I paying a certain percentage of market value or how do you think it's really going to help small businesses in terms of helping them get ramped up? Excellent question. While I have been referring to these transfers of property as a donation from the federal government, I do want to clarify that there will be a service charge involved. Every piece of property that goes through our program will have a small fee associated with it that you will pay my agency. The reason we do have to charge that fee is because, like I mentioned before, our programs do not receive any funding from the government. Therefore, we have to charge a fee in order to generate the revenue to support all of our operations from you know, maintaining our warehouses to paying staff salaries to recouping the money that we spent to ship the items into our warehouses. Um, mm-hmm. We have to cover all of those expenses. So on average, that fee is right about 5 or 6% of the item's original value. Let's think of a, a dump truck that costs $100,000 brand new. You might be looking at a service fee of $6,000. Now, obviously, that's a huge amount of savings over buying brand new. Even though this property is used, occasionally we'll get a new item, but by and large, the equipment is going to be used. Um, it still is significantly less than you would be paying even to buy used equipment in the open market. So that's the goal of the program is to you know, not only maximize taxpayer dollars by recycling this equipment and reusing this equipment and ensuring that it's not going to waste, but also to help those organizations, including small businesses who need a little help, who, you know, don't have the capital to purchase equipment brand new or, you know, want to expand and bid on larger contracts, but again, don't have the money to purchase all of the necessary equipment in order to take your business to the next level. So when the program is working how it should, and we've seen it, you know, with the 8A businesses that have participated in the program, it's amazing to watch these businesses be able to grow and really expand their operations just using the equipment that they receive through the surplus property program. I should mention that the equipment that we receive I mean, there's some things that we get every day, you know, that we'll always have in stock, such as every type of vehicle you could possibly think of from tanker trucks all the way down to, you know, little electric carts and everything in between. We get in trailers, tools, storage containers and facilities, generators, you know, even highly technical equipment like scientific and medical equipment. We have also transferred things like meals, pallets of bottled water. There really is just no limit because the federal government, in particular the military, which is where a lot of our property comes from, they just buy such a wide variety of items. So no matter what your business is, um, there, you know, whatever area your your services, whatever types of services you provide, whatever sector you serve. Um, there really is a potential for you to find some equipment that could help your business. Megan, that seems like a huge opportunity for veteran-owned businesses, and I'm very excited to hear about this. I have a couple follow-up questions to that. Number one, where is the federal surplus warehouse located in Texas? And then let's talk about how a veteran-owned business would qualify. So our federal surplus warehouses are in San Antonio and Fort Worth. 
those warehouses both have their complete inventory posted online with pictures. So you can go to our website and look at our inventory right now. You don't have to wait until you've signed up with our program. If you're curious just to find out more about what types of equipment we have and what types of fee you might be looking at, please feel free to go ahead and look at our website and see what we have in stock. Because the federal warehouses are not open to the general public and because the program is not open to the general public, you know, the Fort Worth and San Antonio locations operate a little bit different than our Austin location, which is our public operation. However, if you are curious about the program and want to take a tour of the warehouse, you're more than welcome to give us a call and we can set up a time for you to walk the yard and see firsthand. We're very excited about welcoming veteran-owned small businesses into our programs. Please don't feel like you need to wait until these final rules and regulations are published in order to go ahead and start making contact with us. We are more than happy to you know, open our doors and show you all that the federal surplus program has to offer so that when we finally can start donating property to you, you'll know all the ins and outs of the program. Megan, in order for a veteran small business to qualify, do they have to register somewhere? Yes. Right now, because we are waiting on those final rules and regulations from the federal government, we cannot have you fill out our application just yet. We're not ready for that. However, what you can do right now while we're waiting on those rules and regulations is get registered with the VA's Vets First Verification Program because that is going to be a prerequisite for you to join the federal surplus program. That is one thing that we know with certainty is going to be required to veteran-owned small businesses. Go ahead and visit the VA website, get that process started if you have not already, because it will take some time. And unfortunately, it has to happen before you could be able to join the federal surplus program. So I highly, highly recommend anyone who is interested in obtaining federal surplus equipment to go ahead and look into that process with the VA. And again, it's the VA's Vet First Verification Program. Great. It's a good time for veterans to use the downtime before the program is actually active to go and register at the Vets First Program at VA.gov. Uh, Megan, so how would a person find out more about the Veteran Small Business Enhancement Act when it's ready to go and any other information about the surplus programs? Please contact us. We are maintaining an email list of veteran-owned small businesses, and we have been sending out email updates as we know more. So just as soon as those final rules and regulations are published and we can start welcoming veteran-owned small businesses into our program, we will certainly send out an email update. So you can contact me, my name is Megan Sim, at 512-364-2345 or at federal.surplus at tfc.texas.gov. Either one of those ways, and I can get you added to the list. And we also will be posting those updates to our website as well. I want to thank Megan Sim of the Texas Facilities Commission for our discussion today on state and federal surplus. 
The Veterans Small Business Enhancement Act is now law, and we are awaiting final rules on how to access the federal surplus. A first step, though, as a veteran-owned business is to register your business through the VA's Vet First program. And you can find that information on the VA website. That's va.gov forward slash OSDBU forward slash verification. Again, find more information on the federal and state surplus online at tfc.texas.gov. Thanks again for listening. I'm Christina Mortel, business consultant with the Veteran Entrepreneur Program of the Texas Veterans Commission. Join us in January for our next podcast featuring more on military and veteran entrepreneurship. And from all of us at TBC, we are wishing you a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a happy, safe, and prosperous new year for all. 